Welcome to the Get Fit AF with Angie Fraser podcast, a fitness channel with a difference. We aim to challenge traditional views on fitness and what it means to be fit AF. We cover real questions from real people, including my clients and friends, chat with inspiring and passionate people, and maybe the odd rant along the way. Join us to get fit AF without the bullshit. week I did a live Q&A on my upcoming 30 days of fat loss food online course and the audio for that is following this little section here this little intro but I just want to summarize for you if you don't have time to listen to the full audio Um, I titled the Q&A give a woman a meal plan and she'll follow it for two weeks give her confidence with food and she'll never need a meal plan again so or something along those lines Um, The reason I titled it that is because I see people trying to follow meal plans that usually only last about two weeks. I'm sure there's probably research on this. I just haven't dug into it as yet. But why did I create 30 Days of Fat Loss Food? The reason is I've been coaching nutrition for a couple of years now and I still see people coming to me with struggling and stressing over which foods to eat, which foods to avoid, how often to eat, how much. Um, And I just really want to break that down and stop that stress. So I just really wanted to hone in on this topic, the food selection in particular, and how you can structure your, your day around your work, your life, and make the foods that you really usually like to eat fit your fat loss goals. Um, The reason I feel really passionately about this is because, as I said at the start, people will tend to stick to meal plans for a short period of time. What we need for lasting fat loss results is a way of eating that you can stick to for longer than a couple of weeks or even a couple of months. So I really want to teach you how to use food, whether you're at home, at work, out and about, out for a meal on holidays um, and and still reaching your goals because everybody's life is different. Everybody's likes and dislikes are different. So by simply trying to find a new meal plan to follow every couple of months um, and then failing to follow it because you don't like it, it puts you back. It really puts your results back. So let's really zero in on this once and for all let's break it right down so you can save time stress and money so what 30 days of fat loss food is not is it's not a detox it's not a list of food rules to follow and it's not a challenge now i did touch on meal plans before Um, what we are going to do as part of this 30 days is i'm going to work with you to create your own meal plan not a not a really strict meal plan in the sense that you will only eat these kinds of foods at this time but a way of eating that can fit in with your life depending on what's going on and you can feel confident to do that so I really want to talk to you all about what types of foods you and your family like to eat and how you can maybe tweak them or use them towards your fat loss goals. So I just want to say that you can use any foods towards your fat loss goals. So that is number one. And we're going to talk a lot more on that within the course. 
Um, so the problem with meal plans is that that high failure rate, but what also happens when you have a failure on a meal plan, even if you lost five kilos following one for a certain period of time, you probably found that you later regained that weight. And if you're going through this process again and again, over time, you're actually going to gain more body fat by trying to follow different diets and meal plans. So I want to stop that cycle for the people who work with me. So I want to give you, as part of this 30 days, I want you to finish the course feeling confident to choose food, whether you've prepped or not. I just find that a really big barrier. People saying, oh, I'm not organized with food. You don't have to be organized. You don't have to have some weird, if anyone saw the Kardashian, one of the Kardashian pantries recently, that was bizarre. Google it, check it out. You don't have to have that level of commitment or a staff to make the food for you. You can definitely do it on the go. I'm going to teach you how to manage hunger and cravings. I'm going to help you work out how much food you need to reach your goals. Um, as I said, create a meal plan that you can stick to. That's the number one um, factor for success. I'm going to help you choose foods that will ensure that you do not become nutrient deficient in the process. It is not just a matter of eating as little food as possible. We're going to talk about why that doesn't work. I do touch on it in the following audio. Um, we're going to tweak the way you normally eat to avoid that creepy weight gain month after month, year after year, or rebounds from following diets. Um, I'm going to teach you that any one food is not the issue. It's how we use it. And we can use all foods as part of the fat loss diet. Um, so what is included is our private Facebook group access live Q&As and resources, including some recipe ideas um, and daily support. So I want you guys to ask me lots and lots of questions all the time and I will tweak the course to suit the people that are in the group. We've got a good group of people so far, but there's still time to join. So you can join by emailing or you can learn more by emailing me at coach and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Or you can go straight to fitaf.com.au forward slash shop and you can sign up right there and then and you're in. So I'm going to link, pop those links in the show notes. As I said, following is the audio from the live Q&A discussion that we had. Um, it's about 35 minutes. If you've got time, if you're interested, little tip you can actually speed me up on your podcast app there so that might be or just go for a really nice long walk and get your steps up yeah common themes come up when i'm working with people titled this video you know give a woman a meal plan and she'll follow it for about two weeks hey kylie seems to be about the standard from what people tell me. Um, there probably is evidence to support that in the research, but I haven't looked into it personally. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about tonight is um, not only based on my training, but also my experience as a coach and my personal experience as well. So we'll share a little bit about that. Hopefully you find some of it relatable. Um, and I tend to find that that is helpful for people. I'm 
I've always been a fairly honest person and so I'm a bit honest to a fault with a lot of stuff to do with fitness and diet as well. Hey Jazz, and those of you that know me know that I have good intentions, but um, quite often if people don't know me that well, they're not quite sure how to take this approach. So I will call it as it is, as much as I can and as I see it happen. So a lot of you sort of on the post that I asked a question on, so I did, I asked you guys what is your biggest challenge in being organized for or sticking to your meal plan or healthy eating plans. So I do see in my work with clients a lot of angst around, oh, you know, I couldn't follow the plan or something came up or I was unorganized or I was stuck or I was out and there's a lot of stress around, it tends to bring up a lot of stress because when you start a meal plan or a way of eating or a diet, um, you know, you start out with really good intentions and high levels of motivation, but inevitably things are going to come up that get in the way of that. And so that then causes a bit of friction between what you're trying to do and what is happening in the moment. And if you don't have a good alternative that sits well with what you're trying to achieve, and we're talking about fat loss primarily here, weight loss, that does directly relate to weight loss. But what I'm interested in is reducing levels of body fat in my clients, which is a longer term thing than weight loss alone. Um, I'm sure that many of you have been through cycles of weight loss, quite short ones potentially, and then regained weight. And that is something that I see a lot with people. So I'm more interested in fat loss. So I'm going to refer to that. But when we're trying to do fat loss and we know that we need to eat a little bit less than we burn, we will sometimes either put a plan in place or we will intend to follow a plan. And if things come up that prevent us from following that plan, we it creates that angst and that guilt, anxiety, um, stress as well, if it's quite hard to follow. And to me, that is really counterproductive for people in achieving their goals of, you know, maintaining a healthy weight long-term or a body that they're more satisfied with. Um, and, you know, we all do it, we're humans, so there is nothing wrong with going off track, but it's really how we respond to that. But even going further than that, it's how we approach uh, our fat loss plan, so not just our goals, but our plan of action, how we approach that is going to impact how long we we are able to stick to it. And so that's what I really want to talk about in this upcoming 30-day course. So I have spent a lot of time coaching my clients on how fat loss works and kind of to a degree letting them make their own decisions, which I think is, I still think is really, really important. So going back to the title of this video, if I give you a meal plan, if I write down what I eat and give it to you as a meal plan, yeah, it might be handy for a couple of weeks, but inevitably you're going to stop following it because it looks nothing like what you would normally eat. And yes, all of us have particular eating habits more than likely that we know we need to improve, but how do we practically go about that? So in this 30-day course, I want to really break it down for people, and I do not want you to join the 30-day course if you intend to just sit back 
and want to absorb information without um, without working with me or asking questions. If you want to passively consume more information about diet, then this is not the course for you. If you want to work with me to work out a way of eating for you or a meal plan that is individual to you for this 30 days, then this course is for you. So if you are prepared to jump online, make comments, ask questions, contribute to the group, then this is for you. And it's not about comparing each other. It's about me being able to adjust the content for you. So what I ultimately want people to come out of this 30-day course with is a regular way of eating and the confidence to know that the food, they can select food when they're out. Hey, Amanda, when they're out and about, when they're at home, when they're eating with the family, when they're eating out, that they feel good about and that aligns and still gets you closer towards your fat loss goals. So really just removing that stress in a nutshell. So I've mentioned on the post where some of you answered my question, which is fantastic, that there are little tricks and strategies we can use, dietary ones, to prevent that unwanted snacking that you might feel bad about, to prevent certain cravings or excessive hunger, um, but it's it's a process, and so it is not it's not about following something that someone has put together that they think is really good, or that worked for them, um, and just trying to make yourself fit into that way. It's about listening to your body. Yes, sometimes it tells us that we want an entire block of chocolate, but there's ways around that as well. There's ways of working around that. It's about tuning into your routine, your body and your needs and a way of eating that works for you. So number one, you don't have to eat according to a clock. You don't have to eat according to a socially constructed eating routine. Everybody is a little bit individual in terms of the size of meals that they will prefer to have, um, how often they will like to eat, um, their feelings of hunger and satiety, which is influenced by hormones to a degree. So once we tune into that for you, so it's very individual. So this, this is why following, you know, a plan on a piece of paper tends not to work for most people. Now, when it does work for people, it's because they're highly motivated to follow that plan for a particular outcome. And that might be, you know, for whatever reason, it could even be their personality type if they're the kind of person that feeds off um, praise and or competitiveness um, uh, and achievement, then they may follow a meal plan that they don't necessarily like. But most of us are not that way inclined. And most of us need to kind of tweak the way that we eat or that we like to eat on a day-to-day -day basis more in line with our fat loss goals so that we are not just gaining that little bit extra weight year after year you know, month after month um, and feeling quite 
unsatisfied with where we're at. And the problem is that when we go through that process and we keep trying to follow ways of eating that don't align with our own routine, our own um, preferences and likes and dislikes is that we end up further and further away from our goal and then we become more desperate we look for really, you know, tough ways of doing things because we just want to get it done quickly. Now, there is a time and a place for fast fat loss, um, but I would say that for most people, it's not initially because it's a little bit too psychologically taxing. And Amanda's just said that working from home is a shocker, and absolutely it is. You've got access to your kitchen. Um, you're not moving very much. Uh, most of the time and that creates a perfect storm for weight gain. So what I will do as part of the 30-day course is I will break down how your fat loss and gain occurs so that you can have that understanding from the start and I do that for pretty much all of my nutrition uh, courses because it's the most crucial piece of information that people seem to skip over and go into the detail of, you know, what kind of food should I avoid? What kind of food um, is good and bad? And uh, that is, no, food is food. We can use any type of food in our fat loss diet. There are going to be foods that make it harder. There are going to be foods that make it a little bit easier. There are are ways and means, but food is not the issue. It's how we use it. The problems that, as I see it in people that uh, come to me uh, and they, they may have been through quite a few diets or ways of eating or challenges um, or meal plans and they're asking me for help and they're stressed, they're confused and they're over it. And so when you guys are talking about unwanted snacking, for example, so I would say unwanted snacking is what some of you have described on that post as, oh my God, I just can't stop myself when I'm at a particular time of day or a particular place. And the first question I would ask is, did you try to overly restrict yourself during the day? So, you know, I do talk about energy balance and people can take that in a really simplistic view. If we don't explain the background and all of the intricacies of it and individual, individual differences that I've just touched on some of them, then we can really oversimplify it to, oh, well, it's just calories in need to be less than calories out. And that will work for a little while but there's a few reasons that it will stop working over time. There's a lot of reasons that can mean that just having that really simplistic view on how you approach your nutrition will stop working over time. And I see it time and time and again with um, women, and I've done it myself before, is that you try to restrict for a period of time. It might be early on in the day. It might be Monday to Friday. It might be for, you know, the, a period of two to three weeks and then you inevitably inevitably come to this point where you experience a loss of control around food. And so with this 30 days of fat loss food, I want you guys to avoid getting to that point of that loss of control. 
And the way that we will do that is we will look at your nutrient intake and we will look at where we can add food to support you through your fat loss process. So I would be lying if I said that you wouldn't feel a little bit hungry during the process of fat loss at certain times, but it really should be up to you. Um, so I don't know if any of you have ever read um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, what's his name? Oh, there it is there. Mark Manson. And one of the points that he made in that book that really stood out to me is that we get to choose our own suffering. So it's really not up to me or anybody else that gives you an intervention for fat loss. It's really not up to us to decide how much you should suffer. Um, it's really should be up to you. So if you are someone who can only tolerate a small amount of hunger, a small calorie deficit, and a more like slow to moderate rate of weight loss, then that should be totally up to you. If you are someone who wants to get it done faster and you can tolerate a little bit more hunger, um, a little bit more, you know, maybe some cravings, maybe applying a little bit of willpower, that should be up to you as well. But you should know the facts and you should have someone to support you through that process rather than somebody who is giving you a list of foods on a piece of paper. And I have seen meal plans that include a lot of exclamation marks um, to get the person to buy into why they should follow a set of rules, which is quite concerning to me as a professional. So if I think that most of you that I can see on this video probably know me well enough to know that that is not the way that I work. I did not study nutrition for 12 months to tell people it's just a calorie deficit, just eat less, move more. It is not that simple. Um, and although I like to work with people in groups and I do like to work with people one-to-one -one as well, but let's face it, one-to-one -one coaching can be expensive. It's time consuming for me as well. It can be expensive for you guys and it can be very time consuming for me as a coach and that's why I tend to do smaller amounts of it. But not only that, if I get a group of people together and you're like-minded and you guys are ready to learn, you're ready to ask questions, um, it's a really great vibe in the course uh, when you've got all of that going on and you guys can bounce things off each other. So I can facilitate the information, but um, you guys can kind of support each other as well. You can come up with ideas. And this is one thing I really want to include as part of this 30 days is I want you to share the food that you like to eat. And there's no guilt or shame around what you like to eat or how you do eat. It's about, okay, how can we make this work for you? And there are ways to do that. It does require, you know, a little bit of effort on your part as any fitness or diet intervention is always going to require effort on your part. So I like my courses to be interactive. You know, so we've, we've talked a lot about the problems that I see commonly with clients and that no doubt you guys have experienced and I've experienced myself. So a little bit on my story, just going back. Sometimes I feel like I repeat this a lot, but some of you may not know me that well, is that so going back, I gained a fair amount of weight. I, I now recognize it as stress eating when my kids were babies. 
um, you know, stress eating and being at home a lot, not moving a lot, not having the confidence to exercise and feeling really unhappy with myself, but like eating blocks of chocolate to try to stay awake because I had babies that were, you know, awake during the night and I was just so fatigued. There's a lot of research now on the calorie compensation that people do when they are sleep deprived, and that includes shift workers. That would include, yeah, Amber, yeah, that would include parents of small children as well, in my opinion. So I, I can look back at that now. At the time, I didn't understand. I was so confused. So what I did was I tried to address the issue by buying lots of glossy cookbooks. I still have some of them and I'll tell you why. This one, I never did it. I never did the challenge because I looked at it and went, oh my God. But I thought if I just try to eat a little bit more like this, surely, you know, I'll lose weight because I'll just be so healthy another like look at her wholesome beautiful clean eating lady i still have these cookbooks because now i can look at the recipes and i can actually break them down and that's what i want you guys to be able to do so i don't have to blindly follow i can still enjoy the food in them but i understand the context of it but long story short i used to spend a lot of time trying to better myself because i thought that there was something wrong with me, but I didn't actually address the issues um, that were the cause of my overeating because I didn't understand them. Nobody sort of brought that stuff up either. So I used to try to follow things like that. I remember even taking like a container of this detox coleslaw to my, um, my nephew's birthday um, one time because I didn't want to have the barbecue that everyone was having because I just... Um, thought that, you know, that would make me off track and that would ruin my diet and I'm just trying to eat so clean and one barbecue is not the case. But, and I, I did do a few detoxes as well. And so I spent quite a large portion of time um, not enjoying myself, which is really, really sad, but I thought that there was something wrong with me and I, I blamed myself a lot for it. So I guess that's where I'm really passionate about trying to help women avoid that. And I see it in a lot of women. I see them rehashing this and just looking for the next detox plan or the next diet plan. And it's, it's really not the answer. So we need to repair our relationship with food. And so even though the course is called 30 Days of Fat Loss Food, that might make it sound like I'm going to give you like some weird detox thing because that's what a lot of them would do. Um, not the case. I want to work with you to talk about the food that you eat and particularly um, and how that can support your goals and how you can tweak it to support your goals. But I'm particularly interested when people say to me, like, I, I'm not organized with food. You don't have to be organized with food. Organized with food is like a barrier. It's a psychological thing that you say, and I used to do it too, um, that, okay, so if, if I'm supposed to eat this particular way, like only clean food or only vegetables, some shit, organic, if I'm supposed to only eat that way and I get to the point where I can't, then having Maccas is my only option. 
So it's this really black and white thinking. So I want you guys to move away from that black and white thinking because it moves you further and further away from your goals. And I'll put it to you that you can eat Maccas within a fat loss diet. There is a caveat as always. Maybe not ideal, but if you are stuck out and about, um, I'll tell you the story of, so I have spent a bit of, I'm going to Bondi actually, um, in a week or so, but before COVID, I used to spend a bit of time down there going to fitness courses. And so I thought, wow, you know, like, look at all these amazing food places and these whole food places and everything. And so I would stock up on things at these places thinking that I was being really healthy and I'm not going to Macca's. So I'm eating all this amazing food and, you know, it's just another form of marketing. So that whole clean eating notion, what I didn't realize is that I was actually consuming a large amount of calories and fat from those foods and I was still eating too much. I might as well have gone to Macca's in a nutshell in some instances. So it's about gaining that food literacy and confidence to go, do you know what? I can have this and I'm okay with that, whichever choice it is, because I know where it fits in the scheme of things. One of my biggest barriers to helping people with their nutrition is the shit shows that they've been involved in before. And so I look like I'm just one of those people selling another meal plan or taking food away from you or it's definitely, you know, a fear that people have when they're going to start improving their eating. And why I want you to find some peace and some calm with regards to food. So we're going to be covering that in the 30 days of fat loss course, which is coming up. Um, and a couple of the problems that I touched on that I see women do regularly is trying to under eat, um, trying to overly restrict themselves and then going through that cycle of it leads to overeating, which then results in weight gain over time. So there are ways to tune into your own needs for food, um, how much food and when, and to try to mitigate those instances where that stuff is happening. So some of you have done a little bit of coaching with me before, and this is like, this is breaking it right down. In my longer nutrition courses, I've covered like really an overview of energy balance, um, emotional eating, monitoring and tracking your progress and stuff like that. So this one, uh, Kate, no, this one's really a bit, Kate says, so will we require exercise? When, okay, so exercise is not the main driver of fat loss. So when we focus on that for fat loss, we're missing the forest for the trees, so to speak. So I'm trying to get you guys looking at your food habits, which makes up a bigger part of your day and a bigger contribution to your fat loss. So if I can get you really confident and really down pat with your food, it doesn't matter what exercise you do. Yes, I would like you to be doing exercise where you can. Some of your um, schedules don't allow for it. So what happens when people try to do a large amount of exercise to lose weight? They don't actually have the time. 
Again, just like a meal plan, they'll be able to sustain it for a couple of weeks maximum and then they'll fail and then they'll feel bad about it. And then, you know, we keep repeating these cycles. So not in this 30 day course, but you can do whatever exercise you like and I would absolutely encourage it. If fat loss, I'll put it this way as well, um, if fat loss is or nutrition is something that is um, constantly presenting as a struggle for you, and it, this is the case with a lot of people I work with, then I would, and, and if you're time limited so that you can't get to a lot of exercise classes, that kind of thing, I would prefer to work with you online on the nutrition side of things first and then say to you, okay, later on down the track, then we talk about the intricacies of what, what type of training to do. But I, you know, with a person in that scenario, I would rather them get a really good handle on their nutrition first, because you have more power to influence that part of your life because you have to eat, right? You've got to eat anyway. There's, there's no, you're going to do it every day. So can we hone it in and get a really good system in place that works for you and that gets you your results. And then we start to really worry about exercise for changing the shape of your body, like the best kind of exercise for what your particular goals may be. And I've had um, clients who have lost, you know, 10, 20 kilos with me. And then they get to the point where I'm like, okay, you need to stop focusing on dieting and we need to start lifting weights. So that's just one example of it. Many people don't get to that point, though. I'm going to be really honest and say a lot of people don't get to that point. And I would say that it's because there's a lot of emotion involved in nutrition, so to speak, because it requires a lot more behavior change than what showing up to an exercise class does. So if you commit to exercise um, as your strategy, um, then you are then you don't have to think too much about it. You don't have to change the behaviors or you do if you want faster results. But a lot of times if people throw a lot of exercise at their problem, so to speak, they end up throwing a lot of time at it as well, which is fine for as long as they can sustain that. Um, but they're still not addressing the behaviors that are happening. Have I started the wrong way around with exercise classes first than this course for nutrition? I say there is no right or wrong way. Um, it's what is right for you. Yep. It's what is right for you. And that's different for everybody. But what I'm saying is if you keep finding that you do particular patterns of behavior as in you try to address weight loss with exercise and you might do it for a couple of months or whatever and then you drop the ball because it's just taking up too much time in your life and then we restart it again or you're doing detox plans and you're coming back to it but you're still not addressing the emotional eating or the unwanted snacking kind of things perhaps you need to sit back and go it's really a question of okay what's my pattern of behavior and the good thing is that, um, you know, some people find when they establish an exercise habit that um, they then the other good behaviors are easier to do as in nutrition, but I can support you on both sides. So I've been a, I started out as a group fitness trainer. I um, 
found my way along with that. I got certified as a personal trainer and I started thinking people need more help with food. And I had a, um, I actually paid a lot of money for a really good sports dietitian to come up and speak to my clients a few times. And he's a fantastic guy and he's no longer a dietitian. He is now a school teacher, but he came and gave workshops for my clients and he really inspired me. And I thought, Oh, holy shit. I didn't know all of this. And we just taught when we um, do our PT stuff and our group fitness certifications that, you know, just get people in, hammer them with exercise and off they go. And he's telling me it's this and I need to get myself more educated. So I then went on and did a nutrition certification. I went overseas for it because there was no way in hell that I was doing another AQF qualification and going through uh ohs for nutrition again or some useless shit like that and i'm so glad that i did because this qual private qualification that i went with the mnu uh, really focused on working with people uh, way more than anything i've seen in australia so um so far so that's a little bit of the backstory to why I'm so passionate about this because I know that most people just don't have the time to commit to exercise and they tell me that all the time. Come to me and say, you know, I lost a lot of weight doing X, Y, Z, but I used to spend hours doing it. Now I can't do that. Uh, to the UK, Kate, it's based in the UK. No, I didn't go overseas. That's where the qualification is based. Um, so I did it 12 months online. I, um, it, I found it really challenging. I failed my first round of exams and I got a second chance and I made it through that time. But yeah, it's, um, they now closed it off to people who don't have a nutrition background because it's that hard. It used to be open to everyone. I worked my butt off and I still, still work my butt off. So I'm very much just, um, just in the realm of helping people to lose weight, there are a lot of other avenues I could go if I wanted to, but it's always, um, nutrition is not a process of, oh, you learn this and that's it. That course was actually, here's where you go to find information when these things come up for people. And there are so many scenarios that come up, but yeah. And Amanda says, I'm all over the shop, stop and start again. And that's a really good point because you are not unlike so many other people and that's really common and you'll see me sometimes post like I'm doing my fit AF in 40 challenge you've seen it that kind of thing that is purely because people will a have short attention spans but b um you know, it, it packages it as an affordable way for people to do things. It has a time frame, so mentally it's more doable for people. But the reality is you need to repeat this shit forever. So you need to choose something that you can stick to for longer than a six or eight week block. So when I do a six or eight week training program with my clients, I'm really just trying to show them the potential of what sticking to something can do for them. Um, and if they like my way of doing things, they may continue to do that. If they don't, they might try to find something else. But at the end of the day, nutrition habits, lifestyle habits, training habits, the ones that get results are all based on repetition and practice. That's what training is. 
um, that's what nutrition is. It's not, oh, I failed to stick to the no sugar rule that someone gave me, so I might start something else. That's the cycle that keeps people in this continual, like, lose weight, regain, lose weight, regain, and it's really unproductive. You go along, you try to stick to something, but it's too hard, so you can't do it, so it restarts, restarts. You end up gaining more weight over time. Even if you lose five kilos every time you do a challenge, you'll regain that. Um, not healthy, in my opinion, but commonly accepted practice in the fitness industry, yes. Um, there's a lot of things that are commonly accepted practice in the fitness industry that those of you that work with me know that I will rail against. And some people don't get that. They think that I'm just being salty or, um, yeah, something like that. I guess they don't quite, because they haven't quite come to this awakening yet. Yeah. And you look, look, sugar is foods that contain sugar and specifically foods that contain sugar and fats together. So let's say junk foods are really easy to eat in a surplus. They're really, eat, put it simply, they're easy to overeat because they are very palatable. So that's normal. That's normal. I probably bought too many Easter eggs today, to be honest. Yeah, Emily says so many names sugar can be hidden by too. Do you know what's a really simple way to know if something has a lot of sugar in it is your response to it when you put it in your mouth. Same with calories. Like you don't need a calorie tracker or any sort of tracking app to tell you that something has a lot of sugar in it. If you eat it and you go, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's not to say that you shouldn't enjoy foods, that those foods can still be included as part of your fat loss diet. And you should, um, not one-to-one. -one. So Kate says, so will you chat to us one-on-one -on -one to get an idea about what's going on? No, this isn't a one-to-one -one course. Sorry, Kate. A group-based one where I'll provide you with information and you can um, you get support through that as well. So... Uh, I do have one-to-one -one times available at the moment, um, but I can only do so many in a week. So um, it's like quicker to get information out to a group. And some, to some degree, I enjoy it more. I do like working with people one-to-one. -one. If they're prepared to commit to that, it's a bit of a higher level of commitment than a group-based thing. Um, but I only have so much time in my diary for that as well anybody has any questions, you can feel free to comment them and I will respond to it in the comments or I'll send you a message and, or you can send me a message and I will post the link to the course as well. So yeah, on Kate's comment, it's a bit of a low commitment course. So it's a good way to see if you're concerned about private things, it's probably a good to, it's probably a good idea to consider what level of coaching you want, Kate. So we're talking specifically about um, food and how you can structure food for fat loss. So we're going to be talking about um, food selection, portioning, plating recipes, as well as the stuff that I've touched on tonight. So um, when you want to address a specific issue um, that's specific to you, it would be probably more along the lines of a one-to-one -one nutrition consultation or one-to-one -one coaching. Um, I hope that helps.
me know if you have any other questions but thanks for asking them and I will talk to you soon so we start in a week from today and I hope you all have a really lovely Easter weekend and no stressing over food